coming to you live from Stewart, Florida, the greatest little town in the world. It's the award-winning, critically acclaimed Get Up and Go Show on AM 1450 WSTU. You're invited to call the show anytime at 772-220-9788. And now, broadcasting live from their palatial studios, here are your hosts, Evan and Bonnie. Oh, thank you very much, Madam Announcer. It's July 28th, 2021. What's that smell? It smells like sweat and anger and shame. Well, there's no sweat, there's no anger, and there's no shame here. Who are you and what are you doing here? Well, I'm here to entertain along with my co-host, Bonnie. That's how that works. Ah. Didn't know we had a cow, but that's besides the point. Don't have a cow, no, man. No, no cow. Time is uh, 7.07. Mr. Clock, would you certify that, please? It's now 7.07 a.m. That's right. 7.07 a.m. on the morning show, Bonnie, and we are off and running. We are. And, you know, speaking of cows, I could go for a uh, chocolate milkshake. Really? Right now. Or, you know, a chocolate milk would do. Oh. With some eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon. Yeah, and, and some chocolate milk, please. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess that'll work. Go ahead. Make my day. That's right. Go ahead and make my day. Yeah, make it nice and thick and um, make sure to... Um, oh, I remember that from... Who did he play? It's Dirty Harry. Cali, Harry Harry Hallahan was his name. I'm not sure. I just know Dirty Harry. I remember him in that restaurant when he asked the... Uh, he asked the waitress for his cup of coffee, mm-hmm. and the coffee came without his cream and sugar mm. and the way he doesn't normally like it. No, he was so a little ticked he off. He knew there was something going on in that restaurant. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, let's do some birthdays, uh, if we could. News on the radio. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. As you mentioned earlier, today's date is July 28th. Uh, we have three days until the end of July, and then we're into August, and before we know it, fall is going to be here, and I'll start decorating my house for Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, we're going to really look forward, many people looking forward to the holidays this year, I mm. think, as, well, we want to return to normal, but, you know, with the news and this uh, variant out now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm wondering, people got to be wondering if we're really, truly getting back to normal. We'll if have to see. We can only hope so. We will have oh. to see, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, Bonnie, what do you have for me this morning? Happy birthday to Jill, my beautiful sister-in-law in Wisconsin. Now, sister-in-law, and that means that is Gary's, somebody's relative, right? My brother's wife, it Oh, your would brother's be. wife. Yeah. Okay, your brother's wife. There we go. That's it. So we finally okay. got it. And his birthday is coming up. It's either, let's see, August 9th or the 10th. Um, not sure I got to really find out for sure if it's on the 9th or the 10th. Anyway, I sent mm. them both out. I p- sent them out a package yesterday. Nice. Coming to their house from Amazon. It'll be there in a day or so. so um, Amazon's usually pretty quick. Really hoping they're going to like it. I'm now, sure they will. If I you selected it, they will. I didn't do the fancy one where I didn't say, hey, you got to have it there in three days. I think okay. five to seven days free is going to be. Yeah, free shipping. Free shipping. It. Oh, yeah. And for the next, um, I'm in that 24-hour window now where wow. they're offering me free shipping okay. because I just signed up for Amazon Very yesterday. Very good. a girl. Way to go. I am Way finally a customer. Not Amazon Prime like Gary is. Mm-hmm. I think he pays that $13 a month to have Prime. Okay. Um, I'm just the regular Amazon Such girl. Such a bargain. I don't want to be carried away with it either because, no. man, you can get addicted and start shopping you're, at home. You're going to get hooked. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> 
you're gonna st- you're gonna start having regular daily visits from the Amazon truck at your house every day. Well, that's know, coming. I can I, see that. Know, I'm making a bold prediction. I don't get too wrapped up in that sort of thing because I am also I do have the Wish app too. That mm-hmm. like I like to order on that Wish app. How long did it take you to get those earrings? It by the took way? a month. I think one month. Yeah. And then when they came, you know, when I got it in the mail one Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, I looked at this little package. It came from. I don't know, a place China. way in, it said a uh, city in northern New York. Yeah, because China, si- yeah, like China ships it to New York and New York ships it, ships it to you. Yeah, I wondered what, what could this be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're my earrings. I forgot all about them. There you them. go. Uh, celebrating a birthday today, the one and only Soldier Boy. He's 31 years old. He uh, is known for that song, Crank That Soldier Boy. Do, I, do, you know, do, I, do. I, I've heard of Soldier Boy, mm-hmm. but I don't think I know the song. Or do you think you've I would never know heard it of, if I... You've never heard of Crank That Soldier Boy? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if that doesn't Pull sound Pull it up familiar. on YouTube and listen to it. You'll, okay. You'll know it as soon as you hear it. All Trust right. me. <laughs> Alexandra Chando is 35. That's the twins Emma and Sutton on The Lion Game. John David Washington, 37 years old today. That's Ricky Jarrett on Ballers. That is a great show on HBO. Ballers starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, and John David Washington and, and a few others. Great production. Excellent show. Now, Ballers, are they, um, does it have to do with uh, bowling or football. boxing? Football. With football. Yeah, it has to do with football. Oh, and what network is it on? It's on HBO. No, HBO Max? or uh, I don't know if you can get it on HBO Max, but if you get a chance... Uh, do a search for Ballers, B-A-L-L-E-R-S, and if it does come up, watch the entire season. And it's a series of revolving around football, football. like uh, NFL players or uh, mm-hmm. high school players. The Miami players. Dolphins. Yeah. It's a series of, uh, surrounding the Miami Dolphins. I've got to take a look at that. It's a great that. show. Great show. Afro Man, 47 years old today. Biggest hit and the only hit because I got high. That was it. One hit wonder. Okay. Another one of those. Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley is 49. That's Jesse on Saved by the Bell and Nomi on Showgirls. Lori Laughlin is 57. Ah, uh, she was in the uh, big scandal mm-hmm. with the uh, high school. I get it. Yep. Getting, oh, oh, by lying, saying both of her daughters were rowers. Yep. To get them on the rowing team. Exactly. That's also Rebecca on Full House and Fuller House. Sally Struthers. Now, there's a name. When you think of Sally Struthers, I think of Burt Reynolds, and I think of Sally. Uh, Sally Field. Or is that Sally think, Field? Sally Field. Wrong. Well, I had of... the Sally that girl right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sally Struthers, seventy-four. That's Gloria, Gloria. on All in the Family. Oh, That's she, right. She shined on that role. Yeah, she really. Her did. and Meathead. The, yeah. the way they squared off sometime. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought she was excellent in that. All of all of the players on All in the yep. Family, they were excellent. Jim Davis, 76 years old today. That's the genius who created Garfield. Garfield, yeah. 76, P- huh? Yep. Peter Cullen, the voice optimist prime in the Transformers movie. Celebrating birthdays in the heavens, Rick Wright from Pink Floyd, passed away in 2008. Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, celebrating a birthday today. Passed away in 1994. That's JFK's wife. Alexis Arquette. The transgendered sister of Patricia, David, and Rosanna Arquette. Rosanna. Yeah, yeah they did have um, a transgender sister mm-hmm. passing away in 2016 or yep. something, right? Yep. Beatrix Potter passed away in 1943. That's the child's author. She did the Peter Rabbit, Peter Rabbit books. Uh, Peter Rabbit books. Today is National Milk Chocolate Day. 
Oh, that is so good. Is it milk chocolate day or chocolate milk day? National milk chocolate oh, milk day. chocolate. Yes. I, I could go for either one. You know, National milk chocolate. Little Lindt, Lindt, Lindor milk chocolates or, or some milk. I could go milk. for a cookies and cream milk chocolate candy bar right about now. Oh, boy. How divine. <sighs> yes, how divine that would be. Cookies and cream. I could go for some Toblerone. That's oh. the uh, chocolate. I think it's a Swedish chocolate okay. that you can find on the shelves at Walgreens. Today is National World Hepatitis Day. World Hepatitis Day is a public health holiday held every year on this date to raise awareness about hepatitis, a group of infectious diseases that attack the liver oh, and yeah. affect people all over the globe. There's mm. many different forms of hepatitis. Uh, there's five types, A, B, C, D, and E. A, B, C, D, and E. Those are the five different types of hepatitis out there. Yeah, just like there's some different types of uh, the diabetes, too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's also National Buffalo Soldiers Day. The first peacetime all-black Army regiment, which we honor on Buffalo Soldiers Day, July 28th each year, was formed mainly to keep in the Wild West after the Civil War in such a rough and tumble place where unknown natural dangers and thieves abundant, the Buffalo Soldiers had extremely low desertion rates. So it's National Buffalo Soldiers A lot of Day. history, isn't there? A lot there's, of history. There's just like so much history like we should really learn more about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you know that 153 years ago today, Bonnie, uh, speaking of history back in the day, in 1868, the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution guaranteeing due process of law was declared into effect 153 years ago today. Wow. That's amazing. Due process of law. Due process of law. What does that amendment mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It was just guaranteeing due process of law was declared into effect. Um, 125 years ago today in 1896, the city of Miami, Florida, was finally incorporated. What year was that? 1896. 1896. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very old city. Yep. Due, uh, oh, due process. Yes, uh, fair, due process. Fair treatment through the normal judicial system. There you go. Especially so you a as a trial. citizen's entitlement. Okay. Yep. 78 years ago today, in 1943, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt announced the end of coffee rationing. Boy, I bet you would have been happy about that announcement. Oh, I know, right? God forbid the coffee like, gets rationed. Yeah, like where would I go to get, I mean, like knocking on my neighbor's door and Forget such it. for a little bit of coffee. All hell breaks oh, loose brother, if you don't get your coffee. Brother, can you spare some Folgers mm-hmm. in my cup? Yeah. Uh, 48 years ago today in 1973, the biggest rock festival in history took place in Watkins Glen, New York. 600,000 people watched The Grateful Dead the Allman Brothers, and the band perform. Wow. That's amazing that happened in 1973. What What was the name of the music festival? I just said the biggest rock festival took place. Hmm. Doesn't say what it was. Doesn't say what it was. There's supposed to be one coming up in uh, New York City, I think, like August 23rd, mm-hmm. with some really big names like uh, Bruce Springsteen, I think, is going to play. Oh, uh, wow. Just like a lot of them. Uh, New York City, they're going to have one on, I'm pretty sure, August 23. Okay. A big festival where, oh, they say you have to have proof of vaccination to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, 34 years ago today, in 1987, the Beatles sued Nike and Capitol Records to halt the use of the song Revolution 
in the Nike shoe commercials. Wow. Interesting stuff. Oh, they wanted to stop their song, yeah. Revolution, yeah. from playing in that? They, yep. they didn't want to sell it Beatles out to Nike. Beatles didn't like it. Nope, Beatles didn't like that yep. at all. Um, 23 years ago, in 1998, Monica Lewinsky received a promise of blanket immunity from Ken Starr in exchange for testimony about her affair with then-President Bill Clinton. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Fifteen years ago today, in 2006, Mel Gibson was arrested for DUI with an open bottle of tequila in his car. Wow. Mel, I, n- I never heard about that one. Mel Gibson was arrested for DUI. With open an, bottle of tequila. Yeah, I remember he went on a rant or like a, he went got enraged at someone and mm-hmm. threw some anti-Semitic slurs. And wow. he was, um, was kind of like uh, decked out from Hollywood for like a really long time because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. But I did see him make sort of a comeback. He was in a pretty cool movie with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell where they play uh, the these movie dads. And I think Mel Gibson played the dad of uh, Wahlberg in the movie. Mm. Okay. So he's made some, uh, you know, like a comeback in a few. Speaking of Wahlberg, have you ever gone to their burger place up in Orlando, Wahlburgers? I would love to go. I'm, I haven't been. Amazing. Really? Yeah? Yeah. Rachel uh, took me there once, uh, and I was, like, blown away. I was like, wow, this is good stuff. Wow. Really and, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Were they, like, big, juicy burgers mm-hmm. and stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really good They should stuff. open one up here, for, and then we should have the Wahlberg brothers come and visit. That would be a fantastic. Like a, a grand opening. That would be, That's a fantastic idea. I think that should happen. That's your uh, birthdays and anniversaries back in the day. It's time for news, all brought to you by Florida Blue, your local Blue Cross and Blue Shield, helping families take control of their health for more than 75 years. Time now, 7.20. Bonnie's at the news desk with the headlines. Good morning once again. In a reversal of an earlier guidance, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is now recommending people who are vaccinated against COVID-19 wear masks indoors in parts of the U.S. where the coronavirus is surging. CDC Director Rochelle P. Walensky announced the updated guidance while providing an update to the media on the state of the COVID-19 pandemic Tuesday afternoon. Walensky said the CDC is also recommending that everyone in K-12 schools wear masks regardless of their vaccination status. That includes students, staff, and visitors. The new recommendations come as parts of the country see COVID-19 cases climb due in part to the uh, rise in the more transmissible Delta variant. Hearings by the Select House investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol are underway. Stephanie Murphy of Orlando is one of the seven Democrats on the panel and the lone Floridian. You know, January 6th was an attack on our democracy. It was an attack on the peaceful transfer of power, and it was an attack on this Capitol building. But it was also an attack on real people. Yesterday, the panel heard emotional testimony from four police officers who defended the Capitol building during the riot. FedEx is currently hiring 28 operations managers, 16 full-time and 12 part-time, plus maintenance technicians for its 245,000-square-foot facility under construction in Legacy Park at Tradition. Operations managers' wages start at $21 per hour, with four shifts available on weekdays and two on weekends. 
The company said an anticipated start date for training is September 1st. The facility is expected to start operations on October 29. Applicants can apply for the jobs by visiting FedEx's website. Walk-ins at the July 31st event will also be welcomed and interviewed as time allows. Governor Ron DeSantis is reaching out to the families of the 98 people who died in the collapse of the condo tower in South Florida. The governor's here and he's concerned about, you know, the issue with respect to finding out why that building fell down. Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett says crews are going through the debris to extract personal items to be returned to residents and relatives. Despite a new CDC recommendation, a central Florida school district is not changing its optional mask policy. Orange County School Board Chair Teresa Jacobs says mask wearing remains voluntary at this point. Homeowners here may pay $2.82 more for trash pickup. The city council unanimously approved at its meeting Monday increasing the preliminary solid waste services assessment rate from $281.92 to $284.74. The council is expected to finalize the trash hauling assessment at budget hearings in September, officials said. If approved, the rate would go into effect October 1st. Since 2006, the city has contracted WastePro for weekly yard waste collection and twice-weekly residential trash pickup. And lastly, have you ever been pulled over for a broken taillight? Well, instead of tickets, cops in Denver have been handing out $25 gift cards to help people fix them. Yeah, Advance Auto Parts helped make it happen by supplying 100 gift cards they could use. The Miami Dolphins kick off training camp today at their new complex in Miami Gardens. Well, Coach Brian Flores says he's been vaccinated against COVID-19. He's not revealing how many of his players have received the shots. I'm not going to judge anyone's commitment to the team, but just give them the information, allow them to make their choice, and if we're going to work around something, we're going to work around it and always try to do what's uh, in the best interest of the team. After being banned from training camp last year because of COVID concerns, fans are being welcomed back starting on Saturday. Our news time is 725. We'll have weather and traffic together next. Do you need health insurance or want to switch plans? You can sign up for a new Florida Blue Health plan or switch to a better one for as little as $0 per month if you qualify. Call us today, 772-621-8830, or visit floridablue.com slash centers to learn more. To be eligible for zero monthly cost, your marketplace monthly advance premium tax credit must equal to or be more than the premium. Policies have limitations and exclusions. Benefits available in certain plans and counties. Florida Blue and Florida Blue HMO are independent licensees of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Seven twenty-six right now on the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie. It's time for traffic and weather together. And as I bring up the latest traffic report from the Florida Highway Patrol, we are taking a quick look here. Accident-free, accident-free right now throughout the Treasure Coast. Major highways right up to speed. We're not finding any accidents. U.S. Highway 1 for Martin and St. Lucie County. And there's your latest look at traffic. 
And we're up to 77 degrees in Palm City this morning. In Papayan, Colombia, partly cloudy and 56. Here's our forecast at WPTV. This morning along the Treasure Coast, temperatures in the mid-70s, a spotty shower possible for the morning drive, otherwise mainly dry for the first part of the day. This afternoon, highs in the low 90s with feels like temperatures in the triple digits. We'll see partly sunny skies throughout the day with a 50% chance for afternoon to evening showers and thunderstorms. Tonight, lows in the mid to upper 70s under partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, highs around 92 degrees with a 60% chance for late day showers and thunderstorms. By the end of the work week, drier air settles in, dropping rain chances to 30% for the weekend. I'm WPTV First Alert Meteorologist Katya Hall on WSTUAM 1450 Martin County's Heritage Station. No hype, just facts. I'm Casey, and I invite you to tune into the Casey Ingram Show at my new time, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Hear from community leaders, learn about some of our great nonprofit organizations, get the latest updates from our elected officials, and meet the candidates. Even rock and roll legends have joined the show from time to time. I'm conservative but not divisive, bringing you the talk of the community. It is a fun and interesting hour beginning at 10 a.m. every Wednesday on WSTU AM 1450 and Facebook Live at the Casey Ingram Show. So, have you heard this one? A priest and a rabbi come into this radio station. <laughs> really, it's a priest and a rabbi. Right here, Friday mornings beginning at 9. Here on WSTU AM 1450. Bring your questions and join their lively conversation with Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church and Rabbi Matt Durbin from the Temple Beit Hayim. It's a priest and a rabbi. Friday mornings at 9 here on WSTU. What is your quality of life? The Owen Insurance Group plans on improving it on our Quality of Life radio show Tuesday mornings at 10 on both WPSL and WSTU. Hi, I'm Gary Owen of the Owen Insurance Group, along with Tom Bouvier. We'll help you on the road of life and make it a better one. Don't forget the Quality of Life radio show Tuesdays at 10 on WPSL and WSTU on TuneIn and Alexa. The first time I stepped into St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins, I figured it would just be one of my many stops on my road to the perfect engagement ring. My fiancé means the world to me, so I wanted something extra special. I found a huge selection of engagement rings at great prices, and my worry about finding the perfect engagement ring was quickly replaced with exceptional customer service. St. Lucie Jewelry's over 400 five-star reviews really told the story. I finally picked a ring, and it was perfect. She was floored, and then the tears came. Hi, this is Hawk Levy, owner of St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins. We're now celebrating 26 years, voted best diamond dealers, best jewelry buyers, and best jeweler year after year. Come celebrate with us in opening our third location at 1335 St. Lucie West Boulevard. We invite you to take a tour of our competition, but then come see us last. You're listening to the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie on Martin County's Heritage Station, AM 1450 WSTU. Now let's get back to the program with Evan and Bonnie. This is not headline news. The Rolling Stones posted their rescheduled tour dates. So if you want to see the Rolling Stones in their prime, 
you're 40 years too late. <laughs> Afro man turns 47 today. He was going to throw himself a huge party, but, well, you know. Dr. Dre was ordered to pay his soon-to-be ex-wife nearly $300,000 a month in spousal support. Dre is losing so much money, his next single is called Nothing But A BK Thang. The Dallas Cowboys signed free agent safety Malik Hooker. Based on his past, I'm guessing it's not the first time owner Jerry Jones has paid a hooker. The CDC is urging some vaccinated people to start wearing masks again. But if you don't live in a high-risk area, they just want you to do it because you're ugly. This is not headline news. From not headline news, we go to the stupid stuff. And now it's time for stupid news. It's so stupid and awesome. Where we ask the important questions. Are some people too stupid to live? Why are people so stupid? Are you effing stupid? Oh, I just don't have it in me to do this this morning. No? I just can't. Do you still have the frog in your throat? That's I do. why? Yeah. I do. I just don't have it in me. you got to maybe bob your head around and just look animated. There we go. All right, that's it. That's all you're getting gotta out of me. Got to keep it animated. Yeah, got to keep it animated. Anyway, uh, from the... Uh, the uh, Home office. Yeah, the home office. <laughs> we have stupid news this morning. We're going to go to Arkansas. I'm sorry. I'm just having brain farts this morning. Oh, man. That happens um, from time to time. Yeah, let's go to Arkansas where yeah. Brian Dale Reams is a 32-year-old armless man. Guy has no arms. Two arms. Yeah. And apparently, both arms. Yeah, apparently oh. he has a big foot fetish. Um, he's now wanted on charges of harassment after multiple women reported that he followed them and ask them <laughs> to touch their feet. <laughs> How the heck do you touch somebody's feet? If I think he got wants no to arms? touch their feet with his feet. Is probably what I don't he, know. he wants to do. Well, and play a little footsie, perhaps. A female Walmart shopper told police that Reams allegedly followed her around the store and told her she had pretty feet. Oh my! Okay. Now he also asked her if she enjoyed having people touch her feet she added that he later found her uh on social media and began harassing her online he was later arrested oh wow but they couldn't handcuff the guy yeah i guess not <laughs> <laughs> how could they right they couldn't handcuff the guy oh my god they gosh. arrested the guy but they couldn't handcuff him because he had no arms yeah how do you do that mm. i mean then how do you how do you touch somebody's feet if you have no arms? Just kind of take them and um, shove them into the patrol car, I yeah, guess. only in Arkansas. Oh. Um, let's go to Japan, where a man was arrested for flying a drone while under the influence, which is actually <laughs> is illegal in Japan. It is illegal. Yes. <laughs> uh, as well as several other areas, including New Jersey. It's illegal to fly a drone while you're drinking. It's it's droning while drunk, yeah. drunk droning, whatever you want to call it. Well, you know that is a little uh, little aircraft unit in the sky that you're mm-hmm. actually operating. This actually happened just a few weeks back. He's a 56 year old guy, and he drank eight beers from 7 a.m. to 12 noon. And, uh, drinking some beer and enjoying his drone. Yeah, <laughs> sounds the, like a fun afternoon. The more <laughs> the morning <laughs> drinking had a wild effect on him because he decided to clean his place in the process. So he found a drone that he hadn't flown in quite some time. He got it out and took it for a spin. 
and promptly crashed it into the neighbor's window. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Thankfully, it sounds like nobody was hurt. And when the police came, the man admitted to drinking and droning. Drinking and droning. Drinking so and droning. Like, it's like drinking and driving, but drinking and droning. You have the new thing now. Well, he's um, going to have to pay a little price if he smashed somebody's window well, it's with a it. Well, it's a little unclear how the guy's going to get punished. The law hasn't been on the books very long. And supposedly, he's the first guy ever to be arrested for this new law. I wonder what kind of punishment you would get for drinking and droning in Japan. Well, it says offenders could face a fine of up to $2,700 for drinking and droning. That's a pretty big one. Yeah. yeah. Drinking and droning. Wow. And he's That's gonna... almost as bad as a guy getting handcuffed with no arms. Uh, you know. Drinking and droning. And he's probably going to pay a little bit more for the person's window that he broke. Could you imagine if... That guy with no arms wanted to fly the drone <laughs> and have a drink at the same time. Well, you know, actually, you know, I can't take away some people without arms. I mean, you could never even imagine how creative like they can get. They with can their drive feet. pretty damn good. I will tell you that much. There was, I've seen people with no arms drive a car. There was a uh, a freak story about a kid, mm-hmm. a, a real accident. I think it happened up in the Wisconsin area Mm -hmm. years ago. He was on a farm. This kid, this boy might have only been about maybe 11 or 12, and he was running his dad's uh, farming equipment, and there there was nobody home. And he had such a freak accident in this machine out there where he lost both of his arms. Oh, wow. And what it took was he, he wiggled himself. He got himself into the house. He... There, I think the phone might have been a rotary phone at the time, okay, or it might have been a push button. Probably I can't remember his toes to dial. He took, which is, is can be done. Yeah, he took his toe, or or he took a pencil or some sort of thing, and he was able to operate the phone and call and get to an aunt. When we got to the aunt, he said, "This is so and so. I just lost both of my arms." Mm-hmm. First, the aunt, of course, is in a state of disbelief. Like, yeah. what? Come on, yeah. really? Like, I'm. Quit playing. Right. He's like, no. Yep. Well, they got over there, and yeah, the there kid had lost both of his arms wow. in an accident. That's crazy. But, you know, I, I would tend to think that once you lose limbs, you would mm-hmm. uh, garner to lean toward getting strong with using other parts of your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a gentleman that uh, came to our church. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he has no arms and no legs. Yeah. And he preaches the word like you have no idea. The guy Fascinating. is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Um, is uh, oh, it's it's um, oh, That's, what is his name? That is just fascinating. Life without limbs. Uh, let me look him up real quick. Her life without limbs. Um, it is. Hold on. I, it's. I'm drawing a blank. I I can't think of his name. Nick Wojcik. That's it. Nick Wojcik, that's mm-hmm. his name. Um, he's an amazing individual. He has a great book out. Uh, there he is right there. You can see him. Yep, I see him picture, there. Life yep. Without Limbs. Oh, he's very handsome. Yeah, good-looking guy. Very has handsome. A, has a wife and kids and, and life. Uh, he enjoys life to the fullest. Was he in the military or something that he lost? No, he his... was born. I think he was born like that. Uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about his story, but... 
He is amazing. I mean, he brought everybody to tears when he preached at our church. It was really amazing. Mm -hmm. really, and he wrote a book of inspiration. Away. He's huh? got many books, many, many books. If you ever get a chance to go see Nick Wojcik, uh, he's really, truly amazing. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Australia, uh, where Australia has done better than most other countries throughout the pandemic because it closed its external and internal state borders and forced travelers to quarantine in a hotel. But today, there are two stories of people trying to break the rules. First, a woman was busted earlier this week having cigarettes delivered to the roof of her hotel. Wow. By drone. <laughs> by a drone. She was caught by a hotel staff member, and the police have fined her $1,300. Wow. The man was operating the drone from below, below, and it's unclear if he could also be punished as well. He was probably making extra money with some special deliveries for people who mm -hmm. couldn't get their goods, trying now, to get their goods. This may be against the rules, but at the same time, a drone delivery seems like a very smart way to hand something off while social distancing. It sure does, now, doesn't it? It's very brilliant. And here during the pandemic, I I was almost wondering if those drones would become even more popular, like if the pizza places yeah. would actually, if we would actually see more drones out now during this. Now, but also, I'm, also but I'm glad to not see that because I want to see people working. Right. And I still want to see live person delivery right. drivers. Also in Australia... A 39-year-old man escaped his hotel quarantine yesterday by tying bedsheets together, tossing it out his window, and using it as a rope to descend down four stories <laughs> to the street below. Nice. <laughs> he was caught, arrested, and charged with failure to comply. I wonder if he actually was able to make the attempt of... Uh, Getting down to the street below on those sheets that he tied. Yeah. <laughs> Have to be some kind of stuntman or mm -hmm. something. How many stories was this place? Um, It was like, four stories. Like Spider-Man or something. Yep, four stories. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, let's go to Chicago, man. Chicago. Where Chicago police were called to a home after a 911 call to find a woman hitting herself in the head with a crowbar. Interesting. Somebody, when two officers yeah. tried to calm down Jenny Peake, who's 33 years old, she dropped the crowbar and started running her head into the living room wall. Hmm. Hmm. So she went from banging herself in the head with a crowbar to running her head in the living room wall. Yeah. Then she began punching herself in the stomach and chest area and also yelling, quote, officers were finally able to subdue her with the aid of a stun gun. She was determined to beat herself up, an arresting officer had said, and she did that. One of the worst beatings I've ever seen in my 20 years Gee. on the force, the officer said. They'd have to take her in to find out why she's yep. so self-destructive. Alleging that she had taken a $12 bet from her stepdad, that she couldn't kick her own butt. Hmm. So the stepdad made a bet with her for $12 that she couldn't kick her own behind. How old was this lady or girl? 33 years oh, old. Boy. 33 years old. She beat herself up so bad. Yeah. I knew somebody that did that. You do? Um, yeah. 
I know somebody that did that. It was a female. Not going to say who or what, but this certain female beat herself up so bad that her both eyes were black and blue, mm. black and blue mm. all over her arms, her legs, yeah, just everywhere. It's kind of like you're most prone to hearing about somebody beat their self up with like drugs or alcohol, mm-hmm. self-destructing well, that whenever, way. Whenever that's involved, yeah. But it's rare that you hear somebody getting like physically physical with themselves and, and beating themselves up I brutally like that. I don't understand why somebody would do that. I guess... It, there's like a they mental wanted, illness or something. Yeah, they want big problem involved. Yeah, they want uh, uh, attention. Now, speaking of uh, speaking of mental illness, um, they announced that Simone Biles had, um, you know, uh, withdrew from the gymnastic portion of the Olympics. And I was listening on the news this morning, Bonnie, and they said that it was due to mental health issues. Yeah, it seems like she got really really nervous and mm-hmm. almost like she gets anxious about i mean she is like the top gymnast like one of the best gymnasts right yeah, now exactly and it's too bad that she just gets all you know gushied up and all nervous and anxious about her performance mm-hmm. i'm kind of wishing she would have hung in there yeah but you know at the same time she felt that it would be detrimental to her teammates and that is why she um, had withdrew is what the uh, the news uh, She felt articles... that way, but you know what? I wonder if she would have put her placed her best foot forward, you know, if, if she could have changed and turned that around. I don't know. I, I don't know because, you know, mental, mental health comes in all different forms, sizes, and shapes. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a professional. I'm not a psychologist, so yeah. I can't really say what was going on. But she felt that... She would not be an asset to the team, and it would be detrimental to the team, and that's why she withdrew because she was having um, some mental health issues. Yeah, and she was. She said thumbs up to all the girls that yeah. uh, did step up, and I guess the rest of the girls stepped up, and they did end up winning the silver. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. and um, it just makes you wonder if they would have gotten gold if Simone well, would have hung in there. Don't but, know. Don't know. It's I'm not all up to one te- one person though. It's a team effort. So one person can't just make a team. It's just like same thing in baseball. Um, if one person gets injured or sick, the team goes on um, regardless, but one person is just not going to win the World Series. Yeah, it's I think it's just effort. harder for more people to understand because yeah. she wasn't physically injured. She yeah. was feeling she was mentally, mentally issue- injured, yeah. so she's going to get a little bit more golf yeah. uh, probably because of that yeah. coming in the up-and-coming months. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not judging her, whatever yeah. was going on with her personally. And she I, was known as, as America's sweetheart of gymnastics. Everybody looked up to her. Everybody, and I'm sure they still do. They they look up to her. They love her. They think she's awesome. Um, but um, hopefully, you know, she'll get better and she'll be on the road to recovery and uh, get back to doing what she does best. And that's uh, doing all the tumbling and the gymnastics. Yeah, we hope we see her shine some more. Definitely of so, without a doubt. It is 7.45 right now on the Get Up and Go show with Evan and Bonnie. It's time for news all brought to you by St. Lucie Jewelry and Coin. For the best deals in town on any type of precious metals, it's always 
St. Lucie Jewelry and Coin. Bonnie standing by with the headlines. Good morning. Once again, calls are growing louder for Florida to reinstate a COVID emergency order. Two state senators urged Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday to take executive action as soon as possible. WPTV's Capitol reporter Forrest Saunders has more. The latest data shows Florida now has at least half the hospitalizations of last year's summer peak, and numbers continue to climb. This is basically like Groundhog's Day. Miami cardiologist Dr. Bernard Ashby telling us physicians again worried hospitals will become overwhelmed. What follows next is an increase in the death rate, and so... Uh, I'm very concerned about that. Two South Florida state senators now urging the governor take action. They're calling on DeSantis to once again declare a public health emergency. The governor has to leave in this moment right now. Democrat Chevron Jones and Annette Tadeo saying the order could free up funding to pay for increased staffing and supplies. And like the previous order, it could also expand telehealth and allow out-of-state health workers to treat Floridians without a Florida license. We have lives to save right here in Florida. Um, if he really wants to have a future politically, he should do, do the job he was elected to do. Today, he formally requested the declaration Tuesday. DeSantis staff, however, telling us he has no plans to follow through. Look, this is a seasonal pattern. The senator's letter likely dead on arrival as the governor continues to call the recent surge seasonal. We knew it was going to be low in May, and it was, and we knew as we got to the end of June, July, it would go up because that's what happened last year. Even so, Dr. Ashby is hopeful DeSantis reverses course and commits to some kind of order in the near future. Now, he says, is the time to be proactive. We can prevent literally hundreds of deaths, probably thousands of deaths, if we just take proactive steps. Florida's governor on Monday threatened state legislative action to prevent face masks from being mandated in schools throughout the Sunshine State. During a COVID-19 roundtable discussion in Tallahassee, Governor Ron DeSantis once again reiterated his firm stance that school districts should not impose mask mandates on students and staff members, even as coronavirus cases surge due to the highly contagious Delta variant. Our view is that this should absolutely not be imposed. It should not be mandated, DeSantis said. Hearings by the select House investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol are underway. Stephanie Murphy of Orlando is one of the seven Democrats on the panel and the lone Floridian. You know, January 6th was an attack on our democracy. It was an attack on the peaceful transfer of power, and it was an attack on this Capitol building. But it was also an attack on real people. Yesterday, the panel heard emotional testimony from four police officers who defended the Capitol building during the riot. Florida's Agriculture Commissioner has suspended the concealed weapons permits of 22 residents charged in connection with the January 6th Capitol riot. Nikki Freed, a Democratic gubernatorial candidate, announced the suspension of the licenses Tuesday, the same day a House committee was hearing testimony from Capitol Police officers about the insurrection. As the lone Democrat on the Florida cabinet, Freed has the authority to suspend the licenses since the division of licensing, which administers the state's concealed weapons licenses, falls under the Florida Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. Florida is getting funding to help with HIV prevention and treatment. The CDC is giving the state $10 million just a week after their report showed Florida leading the country in new HIV cases. 
And lastly, for the first time in over a year, a cruise ship with passengers is sailing out of Port Canaveral. Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas departed yesterday on a two-night simulated cruise to the Bahamas. About 800 employees and volunteers are on board. Well, if there's one thing everyone knows about Matt Damon, it's that he loves his Boston area sports teams. And it looks like he's not a New England loyalist after all. In an appearance on the Dan Patrick Show, he said in a hypothetical Buccaneers versus Patriots Super Bowl, he'd root for Tom Brady. He said, quote, listen, I love that guy. I make no apologies. And even ended the interview with a go Bucks." Uh, looks like as long as Tom still plays, Matt's support will follow no matter which team he's on. News time is 7.50. We'll have weather and traffic together next. at Mark Breckville Certified Public Accountants are proud to sponsor Treasure Coast Solutions, a community service program designed to provide information you can use, a local perspective on national issues, local solutions to meet your individual concerns. At our firm, we believe that information is knowledge, and with knowledge comes the power to have a positive impact on our lives, businesses, schools, and community. If you would like one of our professionals to address your personal financial or business concerns, please give us a call to set up an appointment at 220-3380. The first time I stepped into St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins, I figured it would just be one of my many stops on my road to the perfect engagement ring. My fiancé means the world to me, so I wanted something extra special. I found a huge selection of engagement rings at great prices, and my worry about finding the perfect engagement ring was quickly replaced with exceptional customer service. St. Lucie Jewelry's over 400 five-star reviews really told the story. I finally picked a ring, and it was perfect. She was floored, and then the tears came. Hi, this is Hawk Levy, owner of St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins. We're now celebrating 26 years, voted best diamond dealers, best jewelry buyers, and best jeweler year after year. Come celebrate with us in opening our third location at 1335 St. Lucie West Boulevard. We invite you to take a tour of our competition, but then come see us last. right now on the Get Up and Go show with Evan and Bonnie. It's time for traffic and weather together. Bonnie? Not finding any tie-ups, no accidents here on a Wednesday morning. And US-1 looks good. Major highways look nice and clear, north and southbound. And there's your latest look at traffic. We're up to 77. It's partly cloudy here in Stewart this morning. And it's 63 and cloudy in Philmont, New York. Here's our weather at WPTV. This morning along the Treasure Coast, temperatures in the mid-70s, a spotty shower possible for the morning drive, otherwise mainly dry for the first part of the day. This afternoon, highs in the low 90s with feels like temperatures in the triple digits. We'll see partly sunny skies throughout the day with a 50% chance for afternoon to evening showers and thunderstorms. Tonight, lows in the mid to upper 70s under partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, highs around 92 degrees with a 60% chance for late day showers and thunderstorms. 
By the end of the work week, drier air settles in, dropping rain chances to 30% for the weekend. I'm WPTV First Alert Meteorologist Katya Hall on WSTUAM 1450 Martin County's Heritage Station. Are you an entrepreneur or business owner along the Treasure Coast? Well, then you should be tuning in to Small Biz Florida from the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Hi. I'm Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. Entrepreneurs and business owners will learn how the Florida SBDC and IRSC can help you start, grow, and accelerate your business. Monday mornings at 11 on WSTU 1450 and worldwide on WPSLTV.com. Here's a quick tip if you're ever stumped for a business you can trust. The Martin County Business Exchange has more than 70 companies you can count on for good service and fair prices. Whether it's for you, your house, or your office, get online at mcbiz.us. You'll find local businesses you can count on for quality, service, and fair prices. Visit mcbiz.us. Martin County Business Exchange. It's just good business. The Slam Body Laser Spa, the wait is over. What are you waiting for? Call the Slim Body Laser Spa in Stewart today and start losing inches today. That's right, lose belly fat, your double chin, flabby thighs, upper arm fat. Well, you get the picture. In a short series of laser-assisted weight loss treatments, you can lose inches of unwanted fat. Call 223-5885. The Slam Body Laser Spa, the wait is over. Lose weight, feel great, and look fantastic. With a little help from Dr. Tred J. Rizaker of Slim Body Laser Spa, East Ocean Boulevard in Stewart. And they're online. Visit their website, slimbodylaser.com. In a few short treatments, you'll see results. Lose three, six, even nine inches of unwanted belly fat. The wait is over. Call today, 223-5885. That's 223-5885. The Slim Body Laser Spa, the wait is over. The professionals at Mark Breckville Certified Public Accountants are proud to sponsor Treasure Coast Solutions, a community service program designed to provide information you can use, a local perspective on national issues, local solutions to meet your individual concerns. At our firm, we believe that information is knowledge, and with knowledge comes the power to have a positive impact on our lives, businesses, schools, and community. If you would like one of our professionals to address your personal financial or business concerns, please give us a call to set up an appointment at 220 Today in Ag News, I'm a Southeast AgNet. Well, American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duval pushed back against the Biden administration's stance that most small family farmers will escape a proposed capital gains tax to replace the so-called stepped-up basis. Duval disputed the claim that a $2 million per couple exclusion on the gain on farm assets and that passed on to children will have most off the hook on any new capital gains tax. Well, the study that came out of Texas A&M said 98% of the farmers would be affected if stepped-up basis was removed. Even though we appreciate them making an effort to recognize agriculture and difficulty we're going to be in, in today's time and what it costs to be in agriculture, the values of land across, and equipment across this country that we have to have to farm, it's, it's really pennies. And Duval says that's really true when a $2 million exemption is compared to farming costs. If you're going to farm corn and soybeans, you can't make a living on 500 acres. 
If you're going to grow cotton in South Georgia, well, the cotton picker costs $800,000. You can't just farm 500 acres. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack recently said most family farms would be exempted from the proposed new capital gains tax at death, and that would help fund the Biden Americans Family Social Infrastructure Plan. We are back and in person. You don't want to miss the biggest ag event of the year, the Citrus Vegetable and Specialty Crop Expo, August 18th and 19th at the Lee Civic Center, Fort Myers, Florida. Growers, pre-register now at citrusexpo.net to be eligible to win a John Deere gun safe provided by Everglades Equipment Group. This event would not be possible without sponsors like SQM, Citrus Research Development Foundation, Descender Low Curling, Syngenta, Cardin & Associates, Agro Research International, and Philip Rock's Citrus Nursery. Get all the details at citrusexpo.net. That's citrusexpo.net. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet. You're listening to the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie on Martin County's Heritage Station, AM 1450 WSTU. Now let's get back to the program with Evan and Bonnie. 7.58 on the Get Up and Go Show and coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Martin County Administrator Taryn Krizda is going to be here, Bonnie, with an update on all things pertaining to Martin County. And hopefully in the heart of summertime, she'll have some wonderful, positive things to say about Martin County. Definitely so. I want to get her thoughts, too, on uh, what the CDC's latest guidelines are for uh, the requiring, I think it's requiring or suggesting. I I have to get the verbiage on that. Most definitely. Uh, With the masks, uh, bringing the masks back again. So we'll talk to her about that and how it's going to affect all of us here in Martin County. We're WSTU Stewart, Martin County's Heritage Station. The news is coming up next, and we'll be back right after it. Simon Owen has more live. 
Dave, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei has criticized the U.S. as stubborn, and he said experience shows the West cannot be trusted. American and Iranian officials have been talking indirectly about reviving the Iran nuclear deal. But today, Khamenei complained that the U.S. is insisting any restoration of the agreement includes a pledge to discuss other contentious subjects like Iran's ballistic missiles. Dave. America's listening to Fox News. It's been called the new socialism, the goals of which are universal basic income, free health care, free college, and more. Now, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and Joe Biden's proposed trillions in spending. Watch Rob Schmidt tonight and find out the real dangers of socialism. Newsmax is on all major cable systems or for free on streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. More than 30 million Americans watch Newsmax for news they can trust. Sunshine and backyard barbecues are in the forecast. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on Blinds.com's most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, Blinds.com is offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home. Visit Blinds.com to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It got emotional at the first hearing of the new House committee investigating the deadly Capitol attack as officers who battled rioters testified. But Congressman Jim Jordan, whose Speaker Nancy Pelosi blocked from being on the committee, tells Fox... Why weren't they given more help? Why wasn't more help there that day? And the only person who can answer that question is the Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Seven Democrats and two Republicans on the select committee listened to hours of testimony from four police officers on the front line of the riot. One latched onto my face got his thumb in my right eye, attempting to gouge it out. Washington Metro Police Officer Daniel Hodges and other officers described hand-to-hand combat. Congresswoman Liz Cheney, one of the Republicans selected by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, says she wants to know what was happening at the White House. Every phone call, every conversation, every meeting. Republican leaders are not participating after two GOP selections were blocked by Speaker Pelosi. The committee could begin issuing subpoenas soon. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. There is a renewed push in this pandemic to help people deal with student loan debt. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer urged President Biden Tuesday to continue the pause on federal student debt repayment until next spring. Schumer said if the president canceled $50,000 of federal debt per student, it would be an even bolder step. Towards economic opportunity for millions of Americans and for our whole economy. There's hardly a better way to give a shot in the arm to this economy than this. However, new research from the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget says it might not result in much of an economic stimulus. Earlier this year, President Biden asked attorneys at the Departments of Justice and Education to weigh in on whether he can cancel student debt with executive action. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. On Wall Street, stock futures are mixed before today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. When it comes to Medicare, it can be confusing and misleading. Sure, you can go to any particular company's presentation, but is that really the most effective way to go? Let my team look up your doctor's medications and see whether an Advantage or a Medigap plan is more suitable. Call me, Denny Artachi, 561-537-5897, and let my team simplify and explain your choices. After all, it's your health we're talking about. 561-537-5897. 
Are you an entrepreneur or business owner along the Treasure Coast? Well, then you should be tuning in to Small Biz Florida from the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Hi, I'm Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. Entrepreneurs and business owners will learn how the Florida SBDC and IRSC can help you start, grow, and accelerate your business. Monday mornings at 11 on WSTU 1450 and worldwide on WPSLTV.com. Great food. First class presentation, too. I'm impressed. Do you use catering services for client seminars and other marketing activities? Do you sometimes have working lunches? Then you know how important it is to make a great impression. You'll make that great impression with chef-prepared business catering from Ellie's Downtown Deli. From simple box lunch dropouts to buffet setup and breakdown, you'll always enjoy tasty cuisine tastefully presented. And with Ellie's Downtown Deli, going first class costs no more than selling for a mundane meal. This is Chef Mark Muller of Ellie's Downtown Deli. Drop by or give me a call to find out why our business catering means business for your business. Ellie's Downtown Deli, located at 18 Southeast 6th Street, Stewart, just off Colorado Avenue. Call 772-781-6605 or visit elliesdowntowndeli.com. Coming to you live from Stewart, Florida, the greatest little town in the world. It's the award-winning, critically acclaimed Get Up and Go Show on AM 1450 WSTU. You're invited to call the show anytime at 772-220-9788. And now, broadcasting live from their palatial studios, here are your hosts, Evan and Bonnie. Thank you very much, Mr. Announcer. Top of the morning to each and every one of you. Good morning, sunshine. That's right, and a good morning to you as well. Concentrate! I always concentrate. Oh, I'm glad the cheering section is here, and it's only kids this morning. Anyway, the time now is officially 8.07. Mr. Clock, would you certify that? It's now 8.07 a.m. And, of course, joining us on our line this morning normally would be Taryn Krizda, the Martin County Administrator. But pinch hitting for Taryn Krizda is the lovely and talented Martha Ann Canise, who is Taryn's right-hand lady, left-hand lady. Whenever Taryn can't be here, Martha Ann is here for us, Bonnie. But whatever hand, whichever hand you used to eat with them, in the, the fork and the spoon and the knife, it's really okay with us. That's right. Whatever hand you're using. That's right, because it all goes in the same place. Thank you. Top of the morning to you. Morning. How are you guys today? Oh, we're just uh, five by five. We're doing good. We're vertical, and that's all that matters. Likewise. I I am similar. Similarly placed. Although vertically challenged. Oh, don't say that. What, all five foot two of you? Hey, I take the extra three quarter inches very seriously. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Five tooth and three quarters. Just go okay. back to the yes, days sir. where you put a library book on your head and you walked in a straight line. Yeah, there you up go. Up and straight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> You're right, Bonnie. <laughs> so I, I wanted to dive right into the conversation with you this morning. Um, the CDC has released some new guidelines and some new suggestions. How is that going to affect Martin County? Let's talk about that. Yeah. um, Well, I'm going to 
uh, not speak for Taryn or the board technically. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> so I don't really know, you know, what the conversations are at their level, mm-hmm. but I can tell you that the way we've, you know, managed this throughout is, you know, if you're comfortable wearing a mask, you can continue to do so, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, at this point, there are no, you know, mandatory mandates or anything. And I know there are some municipalities around us, south of us, that are doing that. And we have not gotten any additional guidance from, you know, from our legal team. Okay. As to, because, you know, we do have that governor's executive order. I don't know the number 101, 110, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that prohibits municipalities from from doing an emergency order or an executive order or something like that um, regarding things like this. So um, we haven't made any changes. We're sharing, you know, we're gonna, we're continuing to share that information, that type of information with residents. Um, I think everybody knows. I mean, it's certainly been talk of the town for, for the better party yesterday and and i'm sure this morning too right martha ann do you know like are you aware of any uh, meetings they might have had on this sort of thing or if there are going to be any up-and-coming meetings um to discuss more about it you know they have not had any meetings and and as you know um with the sunshine law they cannot all meet or discuss a topic unless it's in a public meeting so when they do, yeah, when, yeah. when they do have those um, conversations, I know that that will be, uh, you know, in, in front of the public and, you know, at a, at a regular meeting or such. We don't have a regular meeting scheduled, I think, until the 13th of August. Uh, wait, that's the wrong date. It's Tuesday the 11th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's our next upcoming board meeting. And, um, you know, of course, a lot of things can can take place between now and then. But um, for now, we're just encouraging people to stay the course, listen to, you know, listen to guidance of medical professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, keep, moving, keep moving in a safe and positive direction, you know, for, for you and your family. And that's going to be a different... For now, that's going to be a different direction for everybody. I know there's a lot of conversation about schools. My daughter's starting high school, and she's trying to figure out, you know, is she comfortable wearing a mask if other kids aren't? And so I know there's a lot of those types of conversations going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Go ahead, Evan. I know that uh, last we talked to uh, Dr. John Millay, you mentioned your daughter starting high school. I know that last we spoke to uh, Dr. John Millay, um, I think the masks were optional in the uh, Martin County school system, and right, Bonnie? They still are optional yeah. at and they, this point. Yeah, yeah, and they still are. Mm-hmm. It's just you know, for for kids, it's such. And I was talking to a friend of mine last night. Her daughter's starting middle school. And that's such a difficult age. Yeah, you know, um, you know how kids can be. So anyway, I think as we've seen throughout. You know, the last whole year, even when there were mandates, people are still having to make the best choice for their families. 
Yeah. Um, this comes from the uh, the CDC Direct. I'm just going to just read yes. this verbatim. It says that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention updated its mask guidance uh, yesterday to recommend that people who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 resume wearing masks indoors in parts of the country with high levels of the virus. The public health agency also advised everybody in K through 12 schools to wear masks regardless of vaccination status. So it's a recommendation. It's not a mandate. Correct. Is what it is. So there's a big difference. Yeah. And I think we're all just kind of like getting uh, itchy feet here too in Martin County because we're like so close to Palm Beach that uh, did impose a mask mandate too recently for like anybody being indoors on their town property and I think like you mentioned too Martha Ann with counties to the south of us starting to impose again like uh, residents are probably just getting itchy feet starting to wonder like what's up and coming yeah yeah I'm sure and you know gosh we you guys you know, toe the line with us throughout this entire, you know, through everything that we, we go through in right. our, our county and our residents, um, you know, we're much smaller than, than those to the south of us and um, really look at things a little differently. So even, you know, even when they were in full on mask mandates, you know, we were not there's always discussion of whether they're coming up here to shop or go to our beaches or whatever. And Oh, yeah, I remember those days, too. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to forget those, but no, they were there, yeah. Yep, our beaches so, being flooded by foreigners. <laughs> oh, boy, do I remember those conversations we had many months ago. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're really, um, we're just going to continue to share messaging that that so that people feel like, they have a, a source of information that is accurate and reliable, and and we hope that they choose, you know, choose to make good decisions for themselves based on that information. And you know, there was so much conversation throughout the last year and a half or so about where people were getting their information, and you know, we do we do share the CDC guidance. And, you know, we listen to our local medical professionals as well. Um, Rob Lord, you know, spoke and DOH spoke with us, spoke at our last board meeting. And they've, I think they spoke at St. Lucie this past week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they bring the local perspective. So um, I think, as always, we just try to be a good source of yeah. accurate information without uh, energy behind it or a spin behind it, if you will. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. going to have uh, tomorrow on the program, we're going to have Carolyn Vitani. She is a health officer with the Martin yes. County Health Department. So she's going to shed some light on all of this new news that is, you know, coming down the wire and, and see how they're handling things as well. Yeah, I think it'll be, you know, really interesting to talk to her. We obviously meet with <clears throat> meet with them and whether that's a phone call or just a regular um, you know, face-to-face meeting. We work very closely with them um, to see, you know, to see local impacts about, you know, what that looks like locally versus nationally and, and um, 
they're, they've been a very good partner for us. Do you have anything on any kind of uh, like new restrictions in our local hospitals or, or any news on that? I, I have not seen anything. Um, and we do, again, we do work closely with them, but I have not seen anything. And I just checked um, yesterday because, you know, we like to keep our website and all of that information up to date as far as what's you know, at least providing the basic information and then directing people to the actual source. Um, but I have not seen anything, Bonnie, any changes in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Uh, anything else that's uh, happening in the county that our listeners uh, should know about? Anything else that's happening in the county? Good heavens. Um, well, there's always um, there's that conversation of loathsome. And that's, you know, that continues to go on. And I think um, we've seen good, you know, good information coming out about what's, what's happening with the Lake Okeechobee System Operation Manual. Uh, the Corps was in the county um, yesterday uh, at City Hall in Stewart and just, just talking about the plan that they had selected, you know, through this several-year process, the CC mm-hmm. plan, and that now we're moving into the next phase where they're going to tweak that. And that's all based, not all, it's based on stakeholder input and um, and public input. And so we've got information on our website, on our water quality page, and um, about how, you know, residents can send an email to the Corps or how they can provide their comments and feedback on what they would like to see happen with this plan, um, you know, it's it's of interest to everybody around us because our health of our waterways is is uh, important to so many people just for either recreation or or livelihood, you know, for their work. So it is definitely is for sure. Yeah. That, so I would encourage people to check that out and 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 engage with the core. Uh, that's Martha Ann Canise. Uh She is with uh, the Martin County uh, District, and uh, she heads up, uh, not heads up, but uh, she's on the team <laughs> along with uh, the administrator, uh, Taryn Krizda, uh, and she uh, fills in for Taryn Krizda from time to time when Taryn cannot be here with us. Martha yeah. Ann, it's always a pleasure having you on the program. One of these days we're going to meet. We're going to have you come in studio. Let's do it. Let's do it in August. Next time uh, you fill in, uh, it's uh, the only way you can do it is if you show up here in studio. Fair enough. I'll right. take your challenge. Abby. All right. There you go. We'll talk to you soon. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You All right, too. Take care. Bye-bye now. It's time for the Precious Metals Report. It's all brought to you by St. Lucie Jewelry and Coin. Gold opening up at $1,796.50 an ounce. And silver opening up at $24.75 an ounce. That's the Precious Metals Report, and it's all brought to you by St. Lucie Jewelry and Coin. Jewelry and Coin. The first time I stepped into St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins, I figured it would just be one of my many stops on my road to the perfect engagement ring. My fiancé means the world to me, so I wanted something extra special. I found a huge selection of engagement rings at great prices, and my worry about finding the perfect engagement ring was quickly replaced with exceptional customer service. St. Lucie Jewelry's over 400 five-star reviews really told the story. I finally picked a ring, and it was perfect. She was floored, and then the tears came. Hi, this is Hawk Levy, owner of St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins. We're now celebrating 26 years, voted best diamond dealers, best jewelry buyers, and best jeweler year after year. 
Come celebrate with us in opening our third location at 1335 St. Lucie West Boulevard. We invite you to take a tour of our competition, but then come see us last. Eight twenty-one is the time right now on the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie. It's time for news, all brought to you by Florida Blue, your local Blue Cross Blue Shield, helping families take control of their health for more than seventy-five years. Here's Bonnie with the headlines. Cleveland Clinic Indian River Hospital is tightening visitor restrictions as it treats the most COVID nineteen patients it has admitted since the pandemic spread to the Treasure Coast nearly eighteen months ago, the president announced Tuesday. The dramatic spike is occurring at Cleveland Clinic hospitals across the Treasure Coast, including Tradition and Martin North. Spokesperson Scott Samples told TC Palm Tuesday. They also are likely to upgrade to level red from level orange visitation policies later in the week to mitigate potential spread of the virus, he said. The protocols that will soon go into effect at Indian River Hospital, which falls short of the strictest level purple designation, mean COVID positive adult patients aren't permitted to have any visitors. Pediatric patients are allowed at least one parent or guardian visitor, regardless of their infection status. Expectant mothers are allowed one visitor during labor. Patients who don't have the coronavirus are generally allowed one visitor. Calls are growing louder for Florida to reinstate a COVID emergency order. Two state senators urged Governor Ron DeSantis on Tuesday to take executive action as soon as possible. WPTV's Capitol reporter Forrest Saunders with more. The latest data shows Florida now has at least half the hospitalizations of last year's summer peak, and numbers continue to climb. This is basically like Groundhog's Day. Miami cardiologist Dr. Bernard Ashby telling us physicians again worried hospitals will become overwhelmed. What follows next is an increase in the death rate, and so uh, I'm very concerned about that. Two South Florida state senators now urging the governor take action. They're calling on DeSantis to once again declare a public health emergency. The governor has to leave in this moment right now. Democrat Chevron Jones and Annette Tadeo saying the order could free up funding to pay for increased staffing and supplies. And like the previous order, it could also expand telehealth and allow out-of-state health workers to treat Floridians without a Florida license. We have lives to save right here in Florida. Um, if he really wants to have a future politically, he should do, do the job he was elected to do. Today, he formally requested the declaration Tuesday. DeSantis' staff, however, telling us he has no plans to follow through. Look, this is a seasonal pattern. The senator's letter, likely dead on arrival, as the governor continues to call the recent surge seasonal. We knew it was going to be low in May, and it was, and we knew as we got to the end of June, July, it would go up because that's what happened last year. Even so, Dr. Ashby is hopeful DeSantis reverses course and commits to some kind of order in the near future. Now, he says, is the time to be proactive. We can prevent literally hundreds of deaths, probably thousands of deaths, if we just take proactive steps. Florida's governor on Monday threatened state legislative action to prevent face masks from being mandated in schools throughout the Sunshine State. During a COVID-19 roundtable discussion in Tallahassee, Governor Ron DeSantis once again reiterated his firm stance that school districts should not impose mask mandates on students and staff members, even as coronavirus cases surge due to the highly contagious Delta variant. Our view is that this should absolutely not be 
imposed. It should not be mandated, DeSantis said. School districts in Palm Beach, Martin, St. Lucie, Indian River, and Okeechobee counties have all announced that facial coverings will be optional for students, staffers, and visitors when the 2021-2022 academic year starts in two weeks. Defense lawyers in Florida want to return to virtual hearings. The Florida Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers says they're concerned about the increase of COVID-19 cases. A news release is requesting that courts should rely on virtual hearings that don't require in-person attendance. With most students expected to be in classrooms next month after many learned online for at least part of the 2020-21 school year, Retailers anticipate a surge in shopping during Florida's upcoming back-to-school sales tax holiday. The return of students who remained at home last year because of the COVID-19 pandemic is expected to mean a need for new clothes, footwear, backpacks, even pens and paper when the 10-day tax holiday begins this Saturday. Homeowners here may pay $2.82 more for trash pickup. The city council unanimously approved at its meeting Monday, increasing the preliminary solid waste services assessment rate from $281.92 to $284.74. The council is expected to finalize the trash hauling assessment at budget hearings in September, officials said. If approved, the rate would go into effect October 1st. Since 2006, the city has contracted WastePro for weekly yard waste collection and twice-weekly residential trash pickup. Lastly, Walmart just announced they're spending a billion dollars over the next five years to cover books and tuition for all employees who want to go to college. Might want to go work, uh, work at Walmart and go back to school. Finally, a gold medal in Tokyo for Katie Ledecky. The American star bounced back from the worst finish of her brilliant Olympic career to take the first ever gold medal in the women's 1,500-meter freestyle. And the expected Olympic showdown between the top two women's volleyball teams in the world turned out to be a one-sided affair. The U.S. women on top. Uh, they swept defending gold medalist China 29 to 27, 25 to 22, 25 to 21 on Tuesday in a pool play match that left the Americans at the top of Pool B. News time is 8:28. We'll have weather and traffic together next. insurance or want to switch plans you can sign up for a new florida blue health plan or switch to a better one for as little as zero dollars per month if you qualify call us today 772-621-8830 or visit floridablue.com slash centers to learn more to be eligible for zero monthly cost your marketplace monthly advance premium tax credit must equal to or be more than the premium policies have limitations and exclusions benefits available in certain plans and counties florida blue and florida blue hmo are independent licensees of the blue cross and blue shield association Eight twenty-eight right now on the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie. It's time for traffic and weather together, Bonnie. It's a really good ride. You got to get there by nine. Don't speed. You know you should drive on time. We're not finding any tie-ups. No slowdowns on our highways. Major ones included throughout Martin and St. Lucie counties. That's your latest look at traffic. 
here in Stewart at 77, 76 this morning in Port St. Lucie. And here's more on the forecast at WPTV. This morning along the Treasure Coast, temperatures in the mid-70s, a spotty shower possible for the morning drive, otherwise mainly dry for the first part of the day. This afternoon, highs in the low 90s with feels like temperatures in the triple digits. We'll see partly sunny skies throughout the day with a 50% chance for afternoon to evening showers and thunderstorms. Tonight, lows in the mid to upper 70s under partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow, highs around 92 degrees with a 60% chance for late day showers and thunderstorms. By the end of the work week, drier air settles in, dropping rain chances to 30% for the weekend. I'm WPTV First Alert Meteorologist Katya Hall on WSTUAM 1450 Martin County's Heritage Station. I'm Casey, and I invite you to tune into the Casey Ingram Show at my new time, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Hear from community leaders, learn about some of our great nonprofit organizations, get the latest updates from our elected officials, and meet the candidates. Even rock and roll legends have joined the show from time to time. I'm conservative but not divisive, bringing you the talk of the community. It is a fun and interesting hour beginning at 10 a.m. every Wednesday on WSTU AM 1450 and Facebook Live at the Casey Ingram Show. So, have you heard this one? A priest and a rabbi come into this radio station. <laughs> really, it's a priest and a rabbi. Right here, Friday mornings beginning at 9. Here on WSTU AM 1450. Bring your questions and join their lively conversation with Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church and Rabbi Matt Durbin from the Temple Beit Hayim. It's a priest and a rabbi. Friday mornings at 9 here on WSTU. For 26 years, the St. Lucie Draft House has been known as the coolest place for sports on the Treasure Coast. College game plan, NFL ticket, NASCAR, and MLB package all collide this fall. With 42 TVs, they've got you covered, sports fans. Families have been gathering at the St. Lucie Draft House for years to enjoy chicken wings in one of their 22 different sauces. Burgers include their famous bourbon burger or blackjack wrap, the one everyone craves. Or try the Cubans and roast beef paninis. St. Lucie Draft House has happy hour seven days a week from two to seven so get there early to enjoy two for one drinks and happy hour food specials dine in or carry out at the st lucie draft house us1 at kitterman road st lucie county call them at 460-2338 460-2338 st lucie draft house where good food and great times are always on tap You're listening to the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie on Martin County's Heritage Station, AM 1450 WSTU. Now let's get back to the program with Evan and Bonnie. Time now, 8.32 on the Get Up and Go Show. Without further ado, at 8.32, here's Randy Siegel for me and you. Very good. Thank wow, you. I'm truly depressed. I mean impressed. <laughs> In 1964, NASA launched its Ranger 7 probe to get close-up pictures of the moon. And in this particular case, this vehicle was designed to crash land on the moon, taking pictures up to the very end to get more information. In 1973, the Skylab 3 crew went on board 
a space station that the U.S. had, Skylab, a rudimentary station. In this case, it was Alan Bean, Owen Garriott, and Jack Lausma that went up there. And then in 2017, three astronauts were launched to the International Space Station. Sergei Rozansky from Russia, Paolo Nespoli from the European Space Agency, and Randolph Bresnik from the United States. Speaking of space stations, we continue to do a lot of good work on board the International Space Station. Flight engineer Mark Vanderhee focused on extravehicular mobility unit's helmets. He inspected the helmet lights and recharged extravehicular activity batteries that are on board that particular spacesuit. He also spent time installing a high-definition camera for the EMU, that's the Extravehicular Mobility Unit, and Commander Hoshi spent a lot of time helping him with that hardware. Shane Kimbra and Megan MacArthur, they worked with the water management system to see how plants grow in space so they could be potentially edible. Other experiments that were done by Thomas Pasqua from the European Space Agency, when he injected algae in the Cell Science 4 cassettes as part of the study to see how they react in a weightless condition. Then they went together, and the astronauts filled out a questionnaire on the research facility and the plant growth facility as they will be using it into the future, and they want to know how it is operating now. The crew also did some training ahead of the orbital flight test from Boeing spacecraft, which will take place uh, day after tomorrow. They also wanted to make sure that they have enough training for the NUCA module to dock with the International Space Station. The NUCA module, as you may recall, has been having a lot of problems in orbit. They had problems with its engines, and they had problems with the docking system. Well, according to Russia, all of that has been cleared, and now the vehicle is ready to go to the space station. The one caveat being is that when it docks to the space station tomorrow morning, that it'll be uh, done in a one-shot deal. There isn't enough fuel on board the NUCA to allow it to rendezvous a second time. So if they're unsuccessful in the first time docking, it isn't going to happen. Launch of the, of the CRS-100 spacecraft by Boeing is scheduled to take place on Friday at 2.53 p.m. That's when they will test that vehicle and make sure it is ready to carry humans into space. During their first test, it was unable to dock to the International Space Station due to software problems. But now they claim that they're over that. It'll take two unmanned tests to prove that the vehicle is ready for astronauts to fly in. Currently, there is a 40% chance of favorable weather for that launch to take place. Russia is saying 
that the United States and the Russian Federation are trying to work out a deal where a Russian will fly on a commercial vehicle and a U.S. astronaut will fly on a Soyuz vehicle. The first time this could happen would be with Crew 4 next year when they fly to the International Space Station. The Air Force's research labs, Monolith Satellite, which is a communications satellite originally slated to fly on Rocket Lab's first mission from Virginia, will instead launch on Rocket Lab's return to flight mission from New Zealand. The launch window opens at 2 a.m. tomorrow. We'll be watching that launch to make sure that everything goes well and let you know about it. It has been a long time coming because Rocket Labs has had an up-and-down history for their vehicle. In fact, the, the name of it, the launch is, it's a little chilly up here. The board in Georgia, excuse me, in Wallops Island, Virginia, is trying to make a decision on whether or not they want to allow an expansion for additional rockets to launch next to the Wallops Island, Virginia launch site that NASA maintains. Rocket Labs wants to build their own launch facility there to be able to launch their vehicles. The question is, does that area want to allow more rockets to be launched from Wallops Island? Sometime in 2023, a Japanese billionaire will fly with eight artists on board a SpaceX Starship mission. Yasuki Mizuawa, who has paid an undisclosed amount to fly this mission, looping around the moon, has said that he believes they'll be able to do so on that launch vehicle. So far, SpaceX has not been able to do it themselves yet because they're still in testing for that starship. But when you consider we're two years out, I would not be too surprised to see them actually fly. They're also expected, according to Representative Earl Blumenauer, who's a Democrat who represents Portland and the suburbs, that there would be a tax on space tourists. He believes that there should be taxes on space flights for tourists because they're making money. He believes that the government should tax them just the same way they tax anybody else who buys a service or buys anything similar. It should be interesting to see whether or not we're going to see a space tourism tax be levied upon the super-rich. Sir Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos may not be called astronauts. Yep, you heard me right. Even though they have gone above the 50-mile mark, they still have not done what NASA, or excuse me, the Federal Aviation Administration, considers to be work in space. 
They say that just because you're taking a joyride into space, that should not qualify you to get civilian astronaut wings. They say that it should have to do with whether or not you're doing some productive work in science or mathematics to qualify to be called an astronaut. Tomorrow we're going to tell you about the space launch system losing one of its big selling points and SpaceX going to Europa. So until tomorrow, have a great day. Everybody. That's Randy Siegel with the Space Report. He's on the program each and every weekday at this time, talking all things outer space. Time to head on over to Ellie's Downtown Deli, where Bonnie is standing by with the latest and greatest to soothe a hungry bear. Oh, that's right. And, you know, hungry bears would wait outside Ellie's Deli all day to enjoy a tasty bacon chicken ranch wrap. It's a fresh tortilla wrap filled with your cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, oven-roasted chicken, and ranch served with a side item of your choice. And Italian chef salads are always amazing. Mark makes a fresh one. He makes it with the mixed greens topped with some carrots and olives, croutons, cheddar cheese, onions, cucumbers, tomatoes, and the delicious meats in this one with ham, capicola, and salami, and served with a dressing of your choice. Enjoy it with a glass of beer or wine on the patio. Ellie's Downtown Deli and Stewart now with their patio back open, plus they're at 50% dining inside with a full menu for pickup or delivery. Ellie's also has full dinners available for takeout, plus their fabulous desserts as well. Call 772-781-6605 to order and pick up today. Located 18 Southeast 6th Street, just off Colorado in Stewart. Call 772-781-6605. Ellie's Downtown Deli in Stewart. It is 8.43 right now on the Get Up and Go Show. It's the Wednesday morning edition. It's time for news brought to you by St. Lucie Jewelry and Coin for the best deals in town on precious metals. It's always St. Lucie Jewelry and Coin. Here's Bonnie with the headlines. Thanks, Evan. Cleveland Clinic Indian River Hospital is tightening visitor restrictions as it treats the most COVID-19 patients it's admitted since the pandemic spread to the Treasure Coast nearly 18 months ago. The president announced Tuesday the dramatic spike is occurring at Cleveland Clinic hospitals across the Treasure Coast, including Tradition and Martin North. Spokesperson Scott Samples told T.C. Palm on Tuesday they also are likely to upgrade to level red from level orange visitation policies later in the week to mitigate potential spread of the virus. The protocols that will soon go into effect at Indian River Hospital, which falls short of the strictest level purple designation, mean COVID-positive adult patients are not permitted to have any visitors. Pediatric patients are allowed at least one parent or guardian visitor, regardless of their infection status. Expectant mothers are allowed one visiting visitor during labor. Patients who don't have the coronavirus are generally allowed one visitor. Florida's governor on Monday threatened state legislative action to prevent face masks from being mandated in schools throughout the Sunshine State. During a COVID-19 roundtable discussion in Tallahassee, Governor Ron DeSantis once again reiterated his firm stance that school districts should not impose mask mandates on students and staff members, even as coronavirus cases surge 
due to the highly contagious Delta variant. Our view is that this should absolutely not be imposed. It should not be mandated, DeSantis said. School districts in Palm Beach, Martin, St. Lucie, Indian River, and Okeechobee counties have all announced that facial coverings will be optional for students, staffers, and visitors when the 2021 academic year starts in two weeks. Hearings by the select House investigating the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol are underway. Stephanie Murphy of Orlando is one of the seven Democrats on the panel and the lone Floridian. You know, January 6th was an attack on our democracy. It was an attack on the peaceful transfer of power, and it was an attack on this Capitol building. But it was also an attack on real people. Yesterday, the panel heard emotional testimony from four police officers who defended the Capitol building during the riot. Governor Ron DeSantis is reaching out to the families of the 98 people who died in the collapse of the condo tower in South Florida. The governor's here and he's concerned about, you know, the issue with respect to finding out why that building fell down. Surfside Mayor Charles Burkett says crews are going through the debris to extract personal items to be returned to residents and relatives. FedEx is currently hiring 28 operations managers, 16 full-time and 12 part-time, plus maintenance technicians for its 245,000-square-foot facility under construction in Legacy Park at Tradition. Operations manager wages start at $21 per hour, with four shifts available on weekdays and two on weekends. The company said an anticipated start date for training is September 1st. The facility is expected to start operations on October 29. FedEx plans to have almost 500 full and part-time employees working at the Port St. Lucie location. Applicants can apply for jobs by visiting FedEx's website. Walk-ins at the July 31st event will also be welcomed and interviewed as time allows. Florida is getting funding to help with HIV prevention and treatment. The CDC is giving the state $10 million just a week after their report showed Florida leading the country in new HIV cases. Well, lastly, for the first time in over a year, a cruise ship with passengers is sailing out of Port Canaveral. Royal Caribbean's Allure of the Seas departed yesterday on a two-night simulated simulated cruise to the Bahamas. About 800 employees and volunteers are on board. The Miami Dolphins, they kick off training camp today at their new complex in Miami Gardens. Well, Coach Brian Flores says he's been vaccinated against COVID-19. He's not revealing how many of his players have received the shots. I'm not gonna judge anyone's commitment to the team. But just give them the information, allow them to make their choice. And if we're going to work around something, we're going to work around it and always try to do what's uh, in the best interest of the team. After being banned from training camp last year because of COVID concerns, fans are being welcomed back starting on Saturday. News time is 848 with weather and traffic together next. I stepped into St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins, I figured it would just be one of my many stops on my road to the perfect engagement ring. My fiance means the world to me, so I wanted something extra special. 
I found a huge selection of engagement rings at great prices, and my worry about finding the perfect engagement ring was quickly replaced with exceptional customer service. St. Lucie Jewelry's over 400 five-star reviews really told the story. I finally picked a ring, and it was perfect. She was floored, and then the tears came. Hi. This is Hawk Levy, owner of St. Lucie Jewelry and Coins. We're now celebrating 26 years. Voted best diamond dealers, best jewelry buyers, and best jeweler year after year. Come celebrate with us in opening our third location at 1335 St. Lucie West Boulevard. We invite you to take a tour of our competition, but then come see us last. right now on the Get Up and Go show with Evan and Bonnie. It's time for traffic and weather together. Bonnie? Yes, Evan. Middle of the week, and we've been fine on our roadways all morning. It's just been a smooth ride. Uh, We haven't run into any accidents. And now the latest from FHP is looking pleasant. No tie-ups, no accidents out on our roadways for Martin County and St. Lucie County. Your latest look at traffic. And Stuart, we have 79, and in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada, it's a partly cloudy 73. Here's our weather at WPTV. This morning along the Treasure Coast, temperatures in the mid-70s, a spotty shower possible for the morning drive, otherwise mainly dry for the first part of the day. This afternoon, highs in the low 90s with feels like temperatures in the triple digits, We'll see partly sunny skies throughout the day with a 50% chance for afternoon to evening showers and thunderstorms. Tonight lows in the mid to upper 70s under partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow highs around 92 degrees with a 60% chance for late day showers and thunderstorms. By the end of the work week, drier air settles in, dropping rain chances to 30% for the weekend. I'm WPTV First Alert Meteorologist Katya Hall on WSTUAM 1450 Martin County's Heritage Station. Today's to-do list. Stop and get coffee, go to work, swing by the grocery store, eat dinner, go to sleep, get up, do it all over again. Seacoast believes spending time with your loved ones should be on your everyday to-do list. Seacoast Air Conditioning, family-owned and operated for over 38 years, knows the importance of family. Whether it's reading a bedtime story, sharing your day around the dinner table, or just picking up the phone and calling mom. These are the moments that are remembered for a lifetime. Comfort crisis, don't roast, call Seacoast. With any business, the most valuable asset are the people and the teams, no matter how small or large the organization. Hi, I'm Catherine Colhane, Associate Director for the Florida SBDC at Indian River State College. Let us help your organization turbocharge your team. As a certified driving forces analyst, I will help management work more effectively with your people, increase and improve communication, reduce conflict and stress, better understand strengths and weaknesses so that your people are properly aligned in their jobs. Hire the right people. Let the Florida SBDC at IRSC transform your company using a customized assessment system, knowledge, and resources. Grow and accelerate your organization by turbocharging your team. To get started, contact the Florida SBDC at IRSC. For confidential one-on-one business consulting at no cost, contact the Florida SBDC at IRSC at 336-6285. Online at irscbiz.com. 
Hi, this is Denny Artachi, host of the Today with Denny show, where we talk about financial and healthy well-being from a common sense perspective. This is a show where we cover what's on your mind, like local, world, and entertainment news. So tune in, have fun, share your story Thursday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. on WSTU 1450 AM radio. No hype, just facts. I'm Casey, and I invite you to tune into the Casey Ingram Show at my new time, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Hear from community leaders, learn about some of our great nonprofit organizations, get the latest updates from our elected officials, and meet the candidates. Even rock and roll legends have joined the show from time to time. I'm conservative but not divisive, bringing you the talk of the community. It is a fun and interesting hour beginning at 10 a.m. every Wednesday on WSTU AM 1450 and Facebook Live at the Casey Ingram Show. You're listening to the Get Up and Go Show with Evan and Bonnie on Martin County's Heritage Station, AM 1450 WSTU. Now let's get back to the program with Evan and Bonnie. Get ready for the Animal House sequel. I heard Delta's the worst house on campus. Delta Variant House. But you can't hold a whole fraternity responsible for the behavior of a few sick individuals. Surges are most pronounced in areas where vaccination rates are low. You bought it this time, Buster! The Animal House sequel, Delta Variant House. Isn't this an indictment of our entire American society? Well, out with it. Coming soon to an unvaccinated area near you. How do you like that one? How about that for a variant house, huh? Yeah, it took me back to the days of Animal House. I don't know. I remember it as rather funny, but that in that house, that wouldn't be very funny. Do you remember your college days? By any chance? Anything oh, yeah. about your college days? Oh, yeah. Just like, man, those were, boy, I was working a lot. I was working, well, I was working like I work now, a, like a double, going to school from 8 to noon and then going to work at Mills Fleet Farm from 3 to 9 p.m. Mills Fleet Farm. What was Mills Fleet Farm? It is kind of like a huge, uh, sort of like a Home Depot sort of store they have in Wisconsin. Okay. All right. And they... Also, they have like a lot of, they have hunting gear, a lot of farming equipment, mm-hmm. where all of the farm equipment or some of it is tax exempt. Really? So working as a cashier there, you would have this long list of items that would be tax exempt, mm-hmm. whereas you could get in a little, I want to say argument or maybe a tiff with maybe some of the farmers coming through that will say, hey, this item is tax exempt why why did you charge me sales tax on this mm-hmm. so you kind of go through that throughout the night mm-hmm. but you it's uh, better to know that list and and to know your items okay all right what was do you remember your first job at a um when when you were allowed to work can you go back that far and and re- recall what it was yeah it was either washing dishes at mm-hmm. whitecap ski hill Okay. I grew up next to a. How old were you when you had your first job? Ski Hill, probably. I, I wasn't go before that. I'm breaking leaves. I was okay. probably twelve or thirteen years wow. old breaking leaves. And that for, was a legit on town. the on the books job. On the books, yeah. Wow. We got a paycheck. We were up at seven in the morning oh my and eye. got done around three in the afternoon. Okay. It was like a full time job during the week. My, we would clean up our whole city. Mm-hmm. My first job was when I was thirteen. I remember it, it like it was yesterday. It was at Publix. And I was bagging groceries, making $2.50 an hour 
plus tips. But what year was that? That was good at the time. Well, wasn't yeah, it? this was, this was nineteen seventy three. It was through a program in middle school called Work Experience. So you could work like up to 15, 20 hours a week, and you got graded, and that was a grade on your report card also, and you got paid as well. Yeah. Wore a white shirt, a black tie, and black pants, and a white apron. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And back in the day in Publix, the registers were not where you push the item through and it scans it. It was the old school cash register where you had to punch in one, two, nine for a dollar twenty nine. And uh, then yeah, I remember and then those. had to decipher yeah. if it was grocery, produce, or dairy. You had to do some thinking back there as a cashier too, right? You really truly did. <laughs> right. You really did. And then when you when you weighed things from the produce section you had to take the weight and use your noggin to figure out, like, if a banana was, like, 50 cents a pound and it weighed a pound and a half, Yeah, you had to figure out how much to charge them, which is 75 cents. So the old computer wouldn't tell you right no, away way back then. It was, it was oh, weird. It that was would way be, different back in the day. That would be rough on someone. Yeah. But I think it's a wonderful thing uh, for kids to really get started or, or stay with Publix. I, mean, I, would, I think they're a... You can don't they even have a, like a uh, savings plan? Yeah, for... they have. Um, they have a Gavin is involved in it. It's a uh, I think it's a four hundred one k or a yeah uh, yeah I think they something do. like that. So he contributes every week out of his paycheck, and you can buy the privately held stock at Publix also as well. So I think it's also a great job for a retiree, Evan, yeah, or you know anybody to stay busy, who wants sure. to get in. And you see a yeah. lot of retirees at Publix working as well. You do just to keep active. Absolutely. Great company to work it's for. It's nice to see. Yeah. That's a wrap for us, folks. Uh, we'll be back in about 21 hours right here. Remember, if you have good values on the inside, you will never look for validation on the outside. Stay incredible in this middle of the week and uh, be, be kind to yourself. Be kind to one another. There you go, folks. Have a great day. We're WSTU Stewart. We're Martin County's Heritage Station. The news is coming up next.